Hello, Pod Mod Bods. This uh, I got to get this one edited really quick because I had some technical difficulties with the one that was originally going to be released today, and it's a bunch of stuff that you don't need to know about. But basically, what I'm trying to say is this intro is going to be short and sweet. Um, so if you have sent me stuff to play. If you sent me some demos and you want me to talk about your album, they are on my list. Sorry, I don't have time to get to them right now because I have to go to the benefit show for Chloe tonight. Um, I've mentioned it in the past few episodes. So I have to get this thing done and edited before I get out there. So we have Anne Annie and Constant Shapes on the show, a.k.a. Eli and Griffin. And uh, we recorded this episode in the back room of Patchworks before they uh, they did like a little demo slash uh performance which was really really awesome um we had ray and hannah from patchworks help help me kind of set up the back room to do it and they uh they filmed part of it so we'll be working on some of the uh some video from this and uh they they also chime in with some questions and and they're going to be uh they're going to be helping out with the podcast here in the next few months hopefully creating some new cool content so there's some context for you we're going to get into this we're going to take a quick listen to a demo oh and just one quick note it was recorded in a back room um, on a little zoom recorder and we're right by lake union where a lot of seaplanes fly in and out of so it's audio quality wise not the highest but luckily at the end you're going to hear a little snippet of each one of uh these two guys performance one from ann annie and one from constant shapes so yeah let's get into this demo thank you again patchworks go to their website www.patchworks.com p-a-t-c-h-w-e-r-k-s.com and buy some stuff and let me know what you bought there um also sign up for waveform magazine and uh check out recovery effects they just released a new oscillator a quad oscillator and i cannot wait to get my hands on it so yeah let's do this All right, let's check out this Pittsburgh Modular Microvolt 3900. And um, in tandem with that, let's check out, check out the stereo dipole filter from Steady State Fate. But let's use it in a little bit more of an unconventional way. Uh, we're going to use it to process CV and feed that into the microvolt. But first, let's just check out this fold wave coming out of the microvolt. And then there's a fold timbre slider. Manually moving that right now. But why don't we control that with some CV. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the pole A output from the steady state fade dipole filter and I'm feeding uh, just a standard uh, LFO into that that's being reset by the clock so it's almost giving that kind of drum beat. Um, and then to make it even more percussive, I'm going to take a channel one from maths and feed it into the resonance input for the stereo diving filter. So let's turn that up in the mix. Let's turn the resonance up a little bit. Just turn the frequency up. That, that sounds pretty cool. All right, now let's bring the uh, the pulse wave from the microvolt in, and that's got a pulse width slider. There I am manually sliding around, but let's uh, let's make this patch make a little bit more sense. I'm going to take the uh, 
the dipole B output from the stereo dipole filter and put it into the width CV input on the microvolt. So right now what I've got going into it is uh, an envelope from Contour going into the input for uh, on the B side of the stereo dipole filter and then I'm putting an LFO from Schlappy Engineering into the volt per octave or frequency input on the B side. Let's turn the LFO up a little bit. We can mess with the frequency and resonance on the B side as well. That's where you can really hear us. So I turn the LFO up. Let's turn it down. So all that sound is coming from the microvolt, but those uh, voltages are being processed by the stereo dipole filter. Let's turn the clock up super fast. So yeah, there's a fun little demo on how you can process CV with the uh, steady state fate stereo dipole filter and just another testament to the sounds that the microvolt can make depending on what you feed it. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's just so versatile. You can do just about anything with it. So we're sitting here in the back room of Patchworks in Seattle, uh, right before uh, Eli and Griffin play a sweet, sweet show. And uh, Griffin is known as Constant Shapes. Indeed. And then Eli and Annie. And I don't know where to start with y'all, with all of y'all. Um, but I would like to get just some some background where you're from, and how you got to where you're at now. So amazing. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right. I'm from Los Angeles. Well, that's where I live now, mm -hmm. and um, got into synthesizers maybe five years ago, modular about nine months to a year ago, and um, I met Eli through a college buddy, okay. um, and he's he's really been my inspiration for all of this, so it's been really cool to work with him, and uh, I'll hand it over. Right on. Um, I'm from Portland, Oregon. Okay. Um, I got into, or I've been into synths since I was a kid. Um, but that's always been a pipe dream, especially modular. Yeah. Um, I think I looked at a picture of Daft Punk setup, and uh -huh. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I, I, I want the nest of cables and, yeah. <laughs> and whatnot. Um, so I actually kind of put together my first rack about two years ago, a little over two years ago now. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. You have and excelled. Um, <laughs> and you've been doing it for a year, you said? Or? Just about a year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so let's see. I had a question, and then my hangover punched it out of my head. Boom. Um, <laughs> Happens. Uh, so you guys are on tour together right now. We yeah. are. And yeah. where did that start, and where does it end? Where are we in the, in the, the mix right now? We're at stop five of six right now. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, we started in Los Angeles, drove up to Santa Barbara, spent one night there, um, one show in San Francisco, and then Portland last night. Mm -hmm. Now we're here, and then on Friday, we're going to Vancouver. Oh, cool. Very nice. Yeah. Vancouver, BC. Vancouver, BC. Vancouver, yeah, yeah. Washington. I mean, I'd love to play Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little too big for us. Yeah. So, I mean, there's probably a pretty big modular crowd in yeah, Vancouver, yeah. Washington. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, local humor. <laughs> um, it, uh, it's a suburb of Portland now. Yeah, yeah, it's just on the other side of the river. It's yeah. kind of Trumpy, right? Is it? it, it I, it's I, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'd say you the chances of seeing some Trumpy people rise as soon as you go over there. Yeah, and then, yeah. It's kind but, of weird to think that yeah. both Seattle and Portland are see, are just surrounded by a sea of Trumpies. Right. It's, Don't it's, have to drive very far to get to the fun people. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what is it like touring with modular stuff? That seems like uh, it might be a little bit of a nightmare. Yeah, it's it's been <laughs> funny. We were talking about this. Um, I guess with ambient music, it's funny because um, I feel like touring. I've always had this idea, like, oh, it's such like there's so much energy and like you you're done with the show and you're like wired and you're like, man, I could be up for another eight hours uh-huh. and then sleep during the day. But with ambient, after the show, it's like, wow. I could go to bed right now. You're all blessed like, out. Like, everybody wants to party with the, the touring bands, and you're just yeah. like, oh, man, I chilled myself out too much. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> is there a nap space around here or something? <laughs> like, There's um, a couch in the other room. So. Oh, there we go. Yeah, we've ended up, Perfect. like, restless after shows while we're driving, um, yeah. and, like, we've been getting proper rest, uh-huh. um, and the music's not really, like, exhausting anybody, so <laughs> it's been so weird to think of it as, like, a tour where you know i don't know like when i think of a tour i think of like a rock and roll band yeah that's i like, picture oh. like rainier cans spilling out of a, like the side of a van As you door open, or something yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Where's, the, where's the show man yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so what have the shows been like well attended very well attended yeah, very nice people um a mix of modular nerds and non-modular nerds mm-hmm. who are now interested in it and um kept in contact with like a whole bunch of people who want to get into it and asking us a bunch of questions and we've been there to help so it's been great I think like there hasn't even really been a specific age range or anything like that it's been really diverse and uh, everybody's interested in you know listening and experiencing it nice well you can't really ask for better I feel like it's such a um, it's such a like specific thing that people coming out to a show like like your guys's would be they're going they know what they're going to they're going there for a specific reason if you're like a touring punk band or something like people could just be like i heard a punk band's playing and maybe it's not like kind of the kind of punk they want so it's like it i don't know i feel like the dynamic of doing live stuff with with the kind of music uh, y'all make is like it's a very intimate process mm-hmm. um the shows except for one show we've done um this tour all the shows everybody's really really focused in and um, very silent and, and very there's a, a lot more connection in a intimate way that's that's cool to see. Um, yeah. I was in a punk band before this um, and it is, <laughs> you don't even have to say like, oh listen to this and like explain your music You're like, it's uh-huh. a punk band. Right, like, right, right. We're playing with another rock band too. Uh-huh. Like that's, you can end there and be uh-huh. like oh okay that sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. So, that's funny to think of you playing in a punk band because what you make right now is about as far away from punk as you can get. It's yeah, true. And uh, the latest album, uh, I can never say it right, Cordillera? Is that yeah, Cord- I think I, I don't want to butcher the pronunciation. I think it's Cordillera because it's a Spanish word. But oh, okay. I'm, yeah, I will go with that. Um, I'm going to edit that out where I don't sound so <laughs> dumb. Actually, I'm not. Um, well, I got to say, that is one of my favorite... Uh, ambient albums oh, I think likewise. I've listened thank to you. yeah I, I, that's my if I'm like feeling particularly wound up and I need to go to bed that's that's the one wow. that I pop on the thank headphones you. and fall asleep to so yeah nice work um, 
So where where do you get the the inspiration and what I guess what made you switch from punk to ambient? Um, I have a lot of energy uh-huh. and I'm a little bit of a sporadic person sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, so ambient is a really nice way to relax. Um, and it's when I first heard ambient music, it really captured me, um, kind of as a meditation process. And I actually started doing ambient music to help myself sleep. Mm -hmm. I would do a patch or kind of set up something and just leave it on all night and then wake up in the morning and still be hearing it. (laughs) Like, oh, this is really nice. Um, And so it's it's kind of like a a balance for me Mm -hmm. to balance out the other energetic, um, overcharged battery feeling. Okay. And then everybody wants to know, how are you powering your modular setup when it's in front of all those beautiful mountains and yeah. trees and stuff? Shameless plug. <laughs> Goal zero Yeti. Um, <laughs> shout out. It's super cool. Uh, you can get them for about $200. And, um, is this just like an inverter that goes into your cigarette lighter of a car? Or? It's, um, no, you charge it at home, and it's made for camping if you want to like charge your phone or maybe you know just use anything with electronics. Um, and I think it can charge an iPhone 13 times okay. to kind of give you reference of how much power it has. And um, we just recently were, were able to run both modulars, mixer, laptop charger. Is there anything else happening? I think that was my it. Phone. I think my phone. Eli's phone. <laughs> um, and of we, we were gone for like 45 minutes, and it, it only got down about 20%. half. 20%. Wow. Nice. So, and actually, I started out... Um, when I first did the first modular field trips, I started out with a Black & Decker $25 car jumper from <laughs> uh, Home Depot uh-huh. with a $2 inverter. Okay. Um, and I, I've done the plugged into the car thing and then worried about running out of gas yeah. uh, or killing the battery. Yeah. Um, and the thing with the car jumper is the voltage and the amperage is a little bit janky yeah um, there'd be, be times right. when i'd be listening like this sounds not right sounds like something is hungry and there's oh, not really? enough power oh weird um, which actually kind of sounded cool at some points really sounded bad at other points yeah but i um, could see it maybe being a little cooler uh and a little less scary with with analog stuff i could see like yeah. maybe the digital stuff maybe yeah. getting damaged if it didn't have yeah. but i don't know what the hell i'm talking about when it comes to this stuff honestly so me either <laughs> yeah I, I my experiments with it were really i didn't know how much time was uh, the battery is going to last mm-hmm. and it turns out it's about 15 minutes okay. so it was a lot of like getting there and it's this it's funny because those videos are quite peaceful and calming yeah and then actually shooting them is like a very stressful experience because it's <laughs> it's like an hour drive and then i'm there and like uh-huh. all right time to go like yeah. i've got 15 minutes um like two shots at it and and the task happened really fast and i can't hear anything and it's this so you build a patch thing. at home and i build half the patch at home okay. and then try to patch outside a little bit and kind of get it to where i want outside and the power thing actually changes it Okay. A little bit. The uh-huh. temperature makes things a little different too. Yeah. Um, so there's things that do affect it, but yeah, mostly I stage everything at home. And okay. Then, and then go out. So you're just talking. You're talking about you know being on tour. Are you got you guys writing and recording stuff together like as you are you know like camping out for the night or something? We have been doing that a little bit. Um, we've been staying at homies' houses uh-huh. along the way and. Is that a new hotel line or something? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Homie homie house. It's like Uber for for homes. Um, No, but we've been recording some songs on our way, and um, we're thinking about recording our live sets sort of at home, and 
reintroducing it and re-releasing those for those who weren't yeah at, you know the shows that could be that, i like that's a that's kind of an i like a, a dream idea that you just planted in my head it's like get one of those yeti things that you were talking about oh yeah what yeah. was that called again goal zero is the goal name of the zero company by yeti. goal zero um yeah. send me some money um or send me one of the things. I'll talk about it all the time, incessantly. <laughs> You'll want me to stop. Um, no, they're going on some sort of road trip and touring, yeah. but also like maybe like with a, the intent of making an album or something while you're going. Um, and that way you could maybe build a different patch on the day of the show. Right. And that could be the, you could record it and then play it that night. And then, yeah. Trademark, Tim Held. 2019. Right. Idea is yours now. <laughs> yeah. We can't even yeah, yeah, you guys can't. You guys can't have your own idea that yeah. you've been doing. So, um, yeah, just I want to hear more about the just the day to day, the touring, like especially yeah. with the the like. So you you repatch your stuff yeah. as you go, and and yes. you keep and Eli, you're keeping your stuff patched up. Yeah, I I have reorganized a little bit um, and been adding different things. I tried to add a guitar. It broke, of course. Um, oh, the guitar broke. Yeah, I didn't. I oh, no. I had two choices of guitar. One was janky, but I didn't care about losing, and uh, the other was like really good, and yeah. I did care about losing. So mm -hmm. I, I went the janky one, which yeah. of course broke. Well, just like the um, battery, like just the pickup broke. Yeah, right. which oh, is yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, but, um, yeah, you need that. But yeah, I um I have worked in the peak and kind of reorganized my sequencing okay. a little bit. Okay. Um, I have the patch I have is quite versatile, so it's kind of I can get different things out of it. Um, but I'm also mildly lazy, and sometimes <laughs> I'm like, well, we're just going to go with what yeah, I had last yeah. time. Um, but it's modular, so everything is super delicate. Every mm -hmm. time it powers on, it's a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's a different set, it feels like, um, and there's so many directions you can take it that it, it feels new every time. Yeah, well, that's cool. So it can, It's like um, there's a little bit of reliability there and familiarity, but also enough uh, play to have fun. So that sounds like a pretty sweet spot. And then your setup looks yeah, so like it's not just modular. It's not just modular. Um, got a Roland System 1, mm -hmm. one of their newer, I think it's a SH-101. Is that the drum? The drum remake? thing? No, it's the, um, it's from the, it's from the Aria line where the okay. TR-8 is it's the uh -huh. plug out synth. Okay. It's like the synth of that. Um, oh, right, right. Okay. So I'm, I'm using that, um, really just as like a sub kind of drone thing. Um, and then I'm repatching before each show, but I'm kind of rabbit holing down this same idea. And if I could shut my um, case with my patch, I would. But it's like a little, it just feels like oh, okay. it won't quite go. Like uh -huh. right as you start to shut it, you feel some resistance from the cables. Yeah. And you have to like clip it shut because it's one of those waterproof cases. Oh, So okay. I'm just worried. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Well, so I guess, so you, you're... Your technical limitations are forcing your creative hand. Exactly. That's yeah. Like you could look at that like, fuck, that sucks. Or it sounds like you kind of. I embrace you, it. Yeah, you kind of yeah. embrace it and dig it. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've essentially memorized a patch that I'm recreating every time, and it doesn't sound the same every time. <laughs> uh -huh. But um, you know, it's roughly the same, and I can explore it while I play to reach where I want to be. Okay. Yeah. And I think on that um, note, um, part of the beauty of modular is that it is there's a lot of limitations and also non-limitations, but there's a lot of things that you approach, especially coming from a traditional music background, mm -hmm. I approach in a way that feels wrong almost because it's like a direct path <laughs> and like modular feels like this like crazy, like uh -huh. there's two million different paths and you choose them all at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I think... 
the limitation is interesting because when I start to patch, I go in with a very different idea than the end of the patch. Right, um, yeah, for sure. And it's a lot of times because I'm really trying to do something and it doesn't work, and then in the midst of that, something else happens. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, that happens to me. I'll, I'll think, you know, I want to make, actually for like the first year I was doing modular, I was like, I want to make an ambient patch. And I didn't make one goddamn ambient patch because it's really hard to do that. But I, So I never ended up where I was intending to go, but you know, I would follow ideas like, okay, this isn't I, something would happen and this isn't going to the, be the patch that I wanted it to be. But you know, sometimes that sonic character is enough to, you know, pique your interest and keep you chasing it down. So I think that's why I really like your challenges where you're using adjectives because uh -huh. it really plays into the idea that it's never going to be locked in on one exact thing, but you're mm -hmm. like, okay, I want it to be this word and this word. Yeah. And you can hear that in it and be like, yeah, I feel what he means. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, <laughs> it's not exactly that because it won't ever be, but. Right, um, right. Yeah, I think um, I just I just recorded, I had somebody interview me for the uh, 50th episode and um, I, had to, I had to do my own patch challenge and I was just like, oh my God. Well, I'm really sorry to everybody yeah. in the past. I feel bad now. <laughs> yeah, I feel I'm, bad. I'm this so sucks. sorry. Sending my apology letters, my condolences. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, there there is something, and so I've I've done a few of them, like because I started like a patch challenge group on Facebook or whatever, and I encouraged the the listener to try their own version of the patch every week. Um, and I thought, well, since I'm making everybody do it, I'll I'll do that myself. And I'll tell you what, I've only done a handful, but it is way different when you're not about to record it and then have yeah. a bunch of people listen to it yeah so like when i was doing the one for i was like i'm like the guy that has the show about this stuff this has to be good but then i was like but i also started the show under the pretenses that i don't know what the fuck i'm doing or talking about so i think i'm safe i think you're safe <laughs> as well yeah um and that was a big old rant that had nothing to do with anything we were talking about no but it was a good point <laughs> don't worry um i'm curious about your your process for so so we just heard Eli kind of outline his uh, or, um, how he makes the uh, uh, you know like a, the the meditative approach to it. Right. Um, how about you? You just mean like when I set up a patch, like when I look. Yeah, at well, my I guess synth. what 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 uh, what's what's the driving force for like your creativity? Cool. Nice easy question for you. Not lofty at all. I um, <laughs> I think. Um, one thing I'm really obsessed with in the modular world is like subtle movement, mm -hmm. regardless of where and what that is. If it's like just one note changing to another note every so often, or like the wave shape of a certain thing changing every so often. And so when I'm patching, I'm trying to reach this stasis uh, mixed with movement that feels like at any given moment, if you took a little blip out of it it feels like it's not moving but over time things are like weaving together mm -hmm. um so i like for example when i use modulation i'm attenuating things like a lot to okay. the point where you might not even notice it and over time i'll like allow more of the voltage out okay okay I like um that. and i i get really inspired when it feels like it's moving in ways that will never overlap again mm -hmm. um even though it all sounds like one song, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I'll so, try to show that when I yeah do my patching. So it's know? almost like you kind of um, like a, a slow life cycle to it. Exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right now, that's pretty cool. Um, 
I don't know if that was your question, but I think it was. I think it was like too good of an answer, and now I'm like, well, I was, I'm <laughs> just starstruck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do I do now? Um, <laughs> it's um, over. The podcast is over. Yeah, done. done. Well, thank you for listening. It's been a fun 53 episodes. Um, yeah. Do you want to take it over for me? You guys could just become sure. the host. I've, I've thought about that. Like, what if I just open sourced it and passed it on? Because I was, I like to. Uh, I have to listen to the edits before I release them. And then there was one morning I was just like. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to hear me yammering on anymore. Like I was just you like, you must hate the sound of your voice by now. I, well, no, I, I mean, I've gotten used to it, but I was more, more just my cadence and what I say, yeah. and just kind of like, you know, just like, I don't want to listen to. The, how do people listen? And then I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm tired and grumpy. I have a coffee and I'll feel better. I have to say though, after <laughs> doing a couple interviews and and these kind of things, this is so far my favorite one no oh, it's, thank it's wow. a little more fun relaxed the, yeah well that's great um, thanks man i've done a Alert couple the media <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um, i've definitely done a couple where people are like all right just talk and like there's no what about they just what? put like, it on you they're what, like hey I, yeah like i could talk go. about what i have for breakfast sure like i don't really know what to say and then it's this awkward like looking at them like please help me please help me i don't know what to say wow wow so the the direction is definitely a good thing well here's the key to, to my interviewing style, I'll give you a little hot tip, a little inside information. I do zero preparation, and I think that Boom. helps. Yeah, Tim's hot like, tips. Yeah, we're just gonna have a, we're just gonna have a chat and uh, and hope that it goes somewhere. Um, and with the power of editing, if we have any weird lulls or anything, the magic of like cinema. Right yeah, no one's got it. Yeah, like right now, I'm not gonna edit that one out. <laughs> oh. Um, but then there's the bad thing of not doing any preparation where you uh, you drink too much the night before because you were at a modular concert and then you show up and you're like kind of brain dead and right. you're trying and you're 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 telling a story that has nothing to do with anything and you're just making it longer and longer because you can't think of anything else to ask um, like that that can be fun too. yeah so do you use any besides the guitar you you can't use the guitar but are you using any other outside stuff I am I'm using a reel to reel tape which I was going to record a loop onto, okay. um, but I was lazy and just recorded a 45-minute reel um, okay. of a drone and guitars and a couple other bell synths. Um, and then I'm using a Peak, which I introduced into the last couple sets. Well, what is that? Um, Novation Peak Novation. is a fantastic... Um, sorry, desktop <laughs> synthesizer. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's amazing. And actually, just a little uh, preview. We are... Uh, if anyone is into Twin Peaks, we... Um, have a second peak now and we're going to Twin Peaks to cover <laughs> Twin Peaks on Twin Peaks um, oh, which will be super fun are you doing that um, on the way home? we're going to do it after this yeah. after this yeah this up, upcoming week very cool weather hopefully will be nice to us but. wait so are you going to North Bend then? yeah, yeah. North Bend and Snoqualmie I think yeah Fall City Fall City yeah, yeah my wife grew up in Fall City Amazing. while that was being filmed oh and at the same spooky. time yeah I was growing up in Roslyn Washington where Northern Exposure was being filmed very different shows um, my wife definitely was is way cooler because I mean Northern Exposure has its following do you guys even know what that is? I don't know what that is I'm uh, sorry I've, I just I've wanted heard to of it but yeah, um, like I did. <laughs> It's it's a really weird show that you might actually enjoy I, if you can find it. Listener, check out Northern Exposure. You might see a little little chubby Timmy walking around in the background somewhere. Um, 
So, are you going to do Twin Peaks songs? Or are you, yeah, we're, yeah, we're doing do, uh, uh, Laura Palmer's yeah. theme. Oh, is, shit. has been a very special song uh-huh. in, in my heart for a while. I haven't even watched the show, honestly. Oh, really? But there's this um, YouTube video of the guy, Angelo... Uh, Battlement. Battlementi. Oh, thank you, Ray. <laughs> um, and he's he's explaining um, when he sat down with the director David Lynch, mm-hmm. um, and they just sort of have this like visionary moment where like David is explaining what he sees, and Angelo is playing what he hears him explaining. Uh huh. I'll show you the video. It is the opening to the Nick Jar BBC One Essential okay. Mix. That is how I found it. Um, <laughs> and it's just this like really beautiful thing. So we thought maybe we should cover it. Um, and also, we've been getting into modular covers. I like that. I've yeah. actually been talking to my friend about one, but I don't want to. I don't want to say it. Next up is uh, some Metallica covers. Really? No. Oh. Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> you, you could, never know. You could do but. like. Uh, you could do some like uh, and and justice for all or something like what, like what's the slow one off of that? I it, honestly listen to Metallica <laughs> not at all. Yeah, like well, you know what? You're doing life, it right but... then, because um, I'm sorry, listener, but I fucking do not like Metallica. I'm Megadeth <laughs> all the way. Um, have you heard of Mount Erie, the the band? No. Um, or the microphones? Do you remember the microphones? They're. It sounds super familiar, Mount Erie. Um, well, so they, My brain. he did, um, he has a, a song called, uh, what is it called? Uh, I'll have to edit it in. Um, but he, he basically wrote a song about Twin Peaks and used oh, cool. like the cool. theme song, but like just like infused the song he wrote with it and wrote like some lyrics that are kind of like, it's basically like when he was a kid, he would watch it and um, him and his family lived out in the woods and they were building a house. And so he would have to like, walk through this like dark patch of woods to go stay in like the only warm room that he could stay in um because you know because like the house was like didn't have walls in some areas so they would watch twin peaks and then this like i think he was like 10 years old would walk through the dark oh, woods no. right after watching so that go sleep yeah, that in sounds this, like yeah. a great idea yeah yeah, yeah. so like the song's kind of it's a it's a pretty eerie song um it's on the album uh winds winds poem i think God damn it. Mount I'm Erie. Su- Mount Erie. Noted. Yeah. Um, so are you guys going to try to get in touch with Novation? To be like, hey, yeah, we're we, going to do this Twin Peaks they, thing? Uh, they're sending us. Yeah. They sent me a peak to do some patches on, and they're um, sending another one to us to do. I don't know if I was supposed to say that, actually. But, um, <laughs> well, if yes. you're not supposed to, let me know, and then uh, we'll yeah. add it, cut it out. out. We'll get that yeah. cleared before yeah, yeah. we publish yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be in about three weeks. So Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll know by then. Um, I think the video will be out by then. So. Okay, cool. I hope. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, let me know, and if it is, we can definitely, I'll talk about it in the, in the stuffs. Hannah, Ray, do you guys have any questions for these, for these fine two? I, you were talking about hair. <laughs> Should I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how much this is actually going to be picking up, so. Cool. <clears throat> Hello, world. <laughs> um, I, you were talking about limitations, mm-hmm. and that's something that's really important to me in music yeah. production. and especially in modular as I dive into that and it I have like this nine U case and it's really overwhelming all the time. And I was just saying to Tim, like I wanna get a small case so that I can choose a project and choose a feel and be like this one, this one, this one, and close my eyes and just go right and and give myself a little case with limitations. 
as a workflow way to kind of introduce that by choice intentionally. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was wondering if you have any other intentional workflow kind of mechanisms that you use yeah. to give yourself limitations. Um, I actually moved away from this. I used to, I come from a piano background mm -hmm. um, and I really, I found sequencing with voltage block or something that has no keyboard or really musical, sure. traditional musical sense. Sure. Um, to be really cool, actually, it took me away from getting stuck in certain scales and certain notes, and because you can't really see them, it's just all by sound, um, which introduced a lot of really cool sequencing to me. Uh, I've since moved back to uh, Hermod, which has MIDI mm -hmm. inputs, so I can do a keyboard. Um, but definitely keeping it small. I have only ever had two rows, and we'll stick with two rows. I would love. I, I have a whole, on modular grid, I have another two rows set up, and it's <laughs> it's just a fantasy for now, and I'm hoping it will stay that way. Because sure. um, I, I do really like having just a very small, and it doesn't get very overwhelming. Yeah. It's already quite sure overwhelming. When I had, you know, when I was first getting into electronic music production, you know, not even modular, anything like that, and I just was like, working to get something that was like 75, 80 bucks or whatever. And right. I just had a few toys and <laughs> uh -huh. I was, my field recorder was the first thing I ever got. And I just was so into field recording and sound design and just taking all these like memory moments mm -hmm. and kind of weaving them together. And I was so prolific. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the quality of the recording is of course not super high or whatever, but like I was making so much music and now I feel kind of this like guilt thing where I'm like looking at my studio and I'm like, I have I'm so privileged to have all of this yeah. gear, mm -hmm. and I'm like not making a bunch of music because I'm just stuck. So yeah, right. yeah, I definitely got. I used to before modular. I had like five or six different keyboards yeah. and a bunch of different synths because yeah. mm -hmm. um, I thought, oh, that's the cheaper way to get to modular. And then I realized that they all I could sell them all and get modular. And I had the same thing. I'm looking at the studio. I'm like, all right, I'm spending two hours trying to figure out what synth to use and then another three hours trying to figure out a sound mm -hmm. and then like 30 minutes on music and then I want to go to bed or like do something else. Yep. I um, pretty much have a combination of both of your guys' yeah. stories. Like I did the same <laughs> thing as you, yeah. Ray, just like finding like cheap gear and like trying to punch something out of it, you know, and like it kind of was appealing that it was kind of cheap and shitty right. and uh, like I didn't have any, I didn't have the money to spend on it and then when I wanted to go to... Um, to modular, I did the same thing. I just sold all of it to buy it, and then I, I did. The, I actually didn't use any sequencing for like. I, I had a sequencer at first, but then I was like, "This isn't what I want." Right. So I was I was messing around with trying to make music without any sequencing, because I didn't want my songwriting to like poison, because like, right. right. I was just so tired of the type of like lines that I would write right. or the sequences I would write or the chord progressions. So I was like, "I'm just gonna like try to." just get away from that forever and now yeah. I'm, I actually just got the uh, voltage block and I'm using that for sequencing. Cool. I'm, I miss so. the voltage block a lot. It's, that's great. Yeah and and there's something for me that's kind of really cool and beautiful about sequencing is one of the like most difficult things for me mm -hmm. in, in modular and I find myself constantly running into UI problems um, and, and stuff like that and so with the voltage block and sequencers that don't have a musical or traditional musical interface it's a really cool experience to be programming something, and it's very scientific and very uh, feels like you're engineering something. Yeah. And then you listen to it, and it's this wonderful musical um, sound and, and notation, which is really cool. It's kind of a weird, and that's like modular, kind of in general. Mm -hmm. Is like 
you feel like you're gonna launch a spaceship and then all of a sudden <laughs> you're getting like these really cool towns and this music out of it mm-hmm. and it's this you take a step back and you look at it and you're like what the fuck is right. this thing like, this yeah. i've had people do, come up to me in uh modular field trips and they're like are you launching a drone I'm like, sure <laughs> what yeah maybe <laughs> like, really complicated I, like control i'm, I'm launching a musical drone but it's not, ambient, yeah. not drone, but, <laughs> right. like, yeah. but i mean it's, it's close <laughs> enough the, nice. the propeller frequency nice. might be similar, sure. but uh, <laughs> a little different. Um, a hot tip for a voltage block, too. If you don't put a clock in it, you can yeah. use it as a plate, like a control surface. Yeah, I, I learned cool. that right before I got rid of it, and I was like, oh, this is sweet. It's a little keyboard. Yeah. Um, and then oh, that's cool. It just, yeah. So you're just like... Yeah. Beep, beep. Yeah. Oh, with the buttons. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I was going to ask you the same question, yeah. too, if you had... <laughs> I, I was thinking, um, I, I'll... Oftentimes, when I'm feeling... Like, I need to limit myself. I'll see if I can just write a song with no modulation in it, you know? Um, and maybe even, like, no effects. And I feel like if I can write something that I really like that's not morphing or, like, smashed with reverb, then I can add those things in later. Um, and it makes it feel, like, that much better, you know? Okay. So I don't trust my own songwriting to do that. Yeah, so. I, well, I don't either. So <laughs> that's what like that's when I'm yeah. when I need to challenge myself. That's what I'm doing. Okay, yeah. I, I'm going to try that. Actually, my s- workflow is really similar to that. I just patch oscillators into the output and then sequence it. So it's like four cables of sequencing, mm-hmm. and then once I get a sequence, then I repatch into effects and modulation. Yeah, I've just been so trying that with things. sequences lately. Yeah, because yeah, I I I feel the same way as you just mentioned earlier. Like I I don't. I don't feel like good about writing sequences. It takes me right. so long to get something I like. And for the longest time, I was just using the the Turing machine through a quantizer because yeah. I was right. like, and then I'd lock something in if I liked it. In fact, my the new uh, my new album that I'm going to be releasing pretty soon, like every sequence on that, just was the Turing machine that I locked in. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so I didn't figure yeah. it like, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can just be so easy to look at your blank, uh, like board, and think like, okay, I'll go here to reverb to delay to this. And mm-hmm. then out, and then when you hear it, it's already like this whole wash. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been really nice lately to work backwards, where you're like, okay, now I'll I'll add just a little bit of reverb. I like that. Yeah. I want to try something like that because I think it would it would just be it would be totally different than right. the usual patch that I make. And I'm always kind of hoping to hear somebody say something like that to kind of shake it up for me a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, because sometimes I sit down and nothing happens. You know? Or the same thing happens. <laughs> or do, the same, do you ever yeah, yeah, experience right. and that? And then you feel like you're in this kind of weird cycle, and you're yeah. like, I feel like I just made this patch, and I'm on a modular. Like this thing can make any type of yep, sound, yeah, uh-huh. not even musical. So I suggest yeah. I also take out um, like crutch modules. I notice like, oh, I'm like I was using rings like on everything for a while, and I was just yeah, I never like, use rings. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Um, so yeah, take take something out that you're leaning on, and then um, just try to go without it for a week. Yeah. I think last note for me on limitations is also a mental limitation of sitting down. I usually plug into the computer um, into an interface mm-hmm. and add just a little bit of EQ to flatten things out. Yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of times, what I find most enjoyable is to get rid of the computer and like sit on my bed and just plug straight into the synth, and like I'm not even gonna make a song. Like I just want to fuck around with sounds and like yep. make like really yeah. cool noises and then see and then like it somehow morphs and like oh wait I really like this and then it's like let's just keep going with it and just enjoy it 
Um, and then it's like a couple days I'll come back and be like, all right, now it's time to make this into a track. And okay. it feels a lot better. It's more like, it feels a lot more personal and a lot more natural. It's not like, like I'm that. making a track like, like for my album. It's like, I'm making it too because I love right. music and yeah. that's the point of the whole thing. So you'll make a patch and then walk away from it for a few days and then come back to that patch? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm yeah. always unpatching when I'm done. I should try that because when I mix, like when I'm mixing a record, I always, I'll, once I hit like about four hours, it's pretty much diminishing returns and I'm, I'm not, I don't know what I'm hearing and I don't know what, you know, it's like just ear fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh -huh, right. Yeah. So then I walk away for a few days and then come back and listen. And then I, I totally like, I'm like, Oh, I know where I was at and I know right. where I wanted to go. Right. So I'm going to try that. Hitting like the refresh button on your ears. Yeah. I yeah. feel like if you just, you could even leave it on and just put all of your modulation to its lowest rate, you know, oh. and just see, where it that, you're 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 kind of cracking my head open right now because <laughs> I, I'm always starting with heavy modulation. I'm always right. starting with that and then trying to make the song after that. But I'm gonna try what you're talking about and, and I want yeah, sweet. I'd we'll love to hear how happens. it goes. Yeah, I'll let you know for sure. Mm -hmm. Hannah, did you have any questions? I do actually. <laughs> hey, don't think I'm in the shot at all. Hello, everyone. So um, my, I have like one big question. It's like multiple parts. Um, so me personally, like I'm fairly new in the scene as well. Like I also come from a piano background. as a Suzuki kid, so. Um, but I feel like just kind of in terms of like modular, like in general, like as like, you know, like a whole scene globally, um, I feel like both of you have like a very specific like brand or what these kids are calling these days aesthetic vibes. <laughs> vibes. Oh God, exactly. I don't like how I said that. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, all lowercase spaces. Yes, with a lot of little like weird punctuation that doesn't yeah. belong there. And, you know. Right. It's art. <laughs> exactly. And um, so I kind of feel like, um, especially like with your videos, like kind of like almost like virally I've like stumbled upon them like they've just kind of been thrown in the mix of like you might like this or like just like suggestions of things and like with videos like that like it's usually like really palatable like you're reaching like a very wide audience and like some people that might not even know modular you know mm -hmm. so um I'm just kind of wondering like how you guys ended up to that point where you kind of became like a palatable kind of like bridging the gaps of like different audiences like in the modular community and also not in the modular community yeah when i first started watching modular videos mm -hmm. i was like really put off by them because it's like portrait mode really terrible quality like dark room and you're like this is kind of creepy <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and I, I was like, okay, why is there no like really pretty videos of this? This could be it. It's not like that difficult. I mean, I come from a film background too. I'm a cinematographer okay. and a color. Okay, um, yeah, that was so, gonna be my other question. Yeah, of like, did you do you guys have film? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. So it kind of, I was like, okay, I feel like the visual aspect will make it more interesting to people who have no idea what's going on. Because mm -hmm. um, at that point, I didn't really know what was going on. And I was like, why would I want to watch this video? Like, it's weird. <laughs> like, um, but I saw stuff like R. Benny's videos and uh, Ander Polger's videos. I was like, all right, this is really weird to watch because you're looking at this like sculpture almost, and it's making noise, which is pretty rad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honestly, I don't. 
I, I think I, I'm not really sure how it became a thing that bridged. Well, I think um, right now on YouTube, there's things like that lo-fi hip-hop channel and mm -hmm. ASMR videos and all these things that are made to be like kind of background noise. Uh -huh. um, and I think Eli and Austin and all, all these people really tapped into that um, in the sense that you can look and be interested in what's happening when you want to, or you can just have it open as a, like an extra tab while you look through, I don't know, if, you know, you'd be looking through Facebook or whatnot and just be listening. And um, you can always look back and see what's going on. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's come out of those things that are like YouTube playlists that go deep into that like aesthetic hole where you're just like, next video, next video, next video, you know? Mm -hmm. well, it seems like you guys are riding that wave too. Like you're just like, we're, oh, riding that we're wave. in it. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. awesome. So have you guys noticed like your audience changing like from when you started to like now and like, are you rolling with it? And like, I don't know, what do you think Eli? Have you noticed audience changes? I think a little bit. Um, my audience used to be, um, and no offense to these good people, but it was like a bunch of old white people. <laughs> and like, Shocking. I was like, I mean, I'll take it. Um, but I think as modulars getting younger, or younger generations are getting into modular, mm -hmm. um, and it's getting older, I guess, and more companies are coming out, and it's becoming more accessible. You've got people making full modular synths for under a thousand bucks, and the Volca modular, which is two hundred bucks. Um, I think something. Um, yeah, um, it's becoming younger people are getting much more into it, um, and they're also seeing that like you can, you can approach music in a way that you don't have to have a, a musical background. And yeah. modular is a is a really cool way to do that away from a computer and not feel like you're being trapped on a screen. Yeah, I always um, say it's like the easiest and hardest instrument there is because yeah. <laughs> you could spend a week like you spend a week with it and and then you spend a week with guitar you're gonna have more musical yeah. stuff at the end of that Definitely. week with a modular than you will with yeah. a guitar somebody so. said yeah, to me so we're on time okay cool <laughs> yeah somebody said to me modular is the easiest way to or the most complex way to make easy music and vice versa <laughs> at the same yeah. time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's both things existing at once uh-huh it's Really weird. Well, Hannah, I'm glad you brought up the, the videos because I wanted to ask um, along that line, along those lines, have you, I mean, I saw I saw your stuff, I, I feel like it was about, was, has it been about a year or a little more that you've been doing like the nature shots and everything? Yes. Um, yeah, I feel like after about six months of that, I saw a lot more people doing it. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, that was Lord. me. That's, yeah. that's how I got into it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, I think, like, the, the cynic in me wants to be like, well, that's their thing, you know. Let them have that, and but then at the same time, I'm like, I don't like not seeing awesome yeah. nature shots with cool patches. So, like, yeah. how do you feel about it? Like, I, I, I love it. I'm I'm really happy. Should I wait? Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I think it's really cool that people are getting into it. And my actually, one of the biggest reasons I'm I really got into the nature shots and ambient music is. Um, reconnection with nature and, and slowing down and taking a breath um, mm -hmm. and like forced meditation if you're listening to my music. <laughs> um, but like you know, go like go out into nature and like enjoy the nature and then make music and, and feel the emotional connection to nature because our planet is in dire need of some care and some love. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like it's it's quite 
it makes me feel really good. Um, and it's honestly an honor to see people kind of, I don't know if it was because of my videos or whatever reason, but it's, I think it's really I don't cool. And I think I'm, it hurt. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's, I'm really happy to see that. Yeah. And also, like, you can tell that you guys do do the film. You, you understand the film thing, too. Because, like, I don't know. Do you, do you like, edit? Do you shoot them on a phone and then edit them on, uh, on a laptop, or do you just like? Because it looks like you're more more than just Instagram filters and editing on there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. shoot with like DSLR cameras mm -hmm. and um, do a fair amount of color correction. Yeah, that's what I that's what Maybe. I thought. I don't yeah. know anything yeah. about it, but your stuff looks it looks wonderful. Yeah, right. thanks. I've, I've been shooting on a Blackmagic 4.6K Ursa Mini, which is a beautiful camera. Okay. Um, it shoots raw, and I love color grading. Um, I do it on the side, so it's. I spend probably more time editing the video than actually making the video. <laughs> um, it's so it's quite a, a long process okay. for, in my workflow. Um, yeah, well, yeah. they look great. It's working. It's paid off. And so, do you do longer longer versions of these? I I pretty much just look at them on Instagram, but. Um, yeah, yeah. So the most of them are on YouTube and average around like a five minute length. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I really like that idea, and I I encourage everybody to uh, maybe find maybe not the nature thing, but find find your own version of that. It would be cool to just have like these YouTube playlists, like you said, you could just yeah. put on in the background, and it could be kind of like an ASMR type thing. Totally. Or, you know, we could we could do one right now. We could do some ASMR right now. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, does that gross anybody else out? I think it's weird. Yeah. 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 I think it's like weird. The, yeah, the spitty. I love ASMR stuff. Like, a ver but odd. the one that really, like, kind of odds me out is the uh, eating one where people are, like, stuffing their oh, face God. with, like, the largest amounts of food. It's like. That's <laughs> ASMR? That sounds like something kind of different. A lot of people are taking the term ASMR. Yeah. Too far. Like, they're really. I'm not going to lie. The sound of a hair, like. A, a hair dryer, but it has to be. I have to be tired, cold, and it has to be early in the morning. I know it's weird, but the sound of a hair dryer. Oh, I love it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, and the washing, washing and drying machine. That's like that's like my second favorite. But the, but yeah, the 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 hair dryer. I have two hair dryer apps on my phone. Oh, that just goes. Nice. Uh, well, no, I mean the, the the talking thing with like the spitty mouth. That that yeah, kind of that one's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have a plat? Uh, yeah, I have. Well, yes, I have okay, a clone. Um, but I gave it to my The friend, particles mode, uh -huh. it's red mode number four, I think. Um, you can get some really interesting really? ASMR-esque uh -huh. sounds out of it. Um, but it's like, they almost sound like the weird mouth noise. Uh -huh. um, but it just seems way better because you know it's not actually coming from like a moist uh -huh, yeah. mouth. <laughs> moist Sorry, mouth. No, That's going to be uh, the next uh, patch challenge. No, <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Moist. Yeah. I can do that one. Yeah. I'll try that one out. All right. Yeah. Send it to me. Try it out. Oh, God. No. No. <laughs> um, well, you guys have to play a show in a few minutes. I think so we, do. we should probably get wrapped up soon. Any uh, any parting thoughts or any questions from uh, Ray or Hannah? Any, anything on the. Anything anybody wants to scream from the modular mountaintops? Thank you guys for coming through thank and being a part us. of this. Yeah, um, it's been awesome. And thank you, Ray and Hannah, for setting setting this up back yeah, this here. Is and awesome, um, sweet space. And yeah. I I probably will have mentioned it in the intro, but you guys will be hearing from Ray and Hannah a lot more um, over the next year, probably, because they're going to be kind of 
they're they're gonna they're joining the Podmod family and gonna be helpers. Oh. And we've got all these ideas Pod and Podmod Squad. Oh my God, that's amazing. Oh my Pod God. Oh my Pod God. Pod Squad. <laughs> And on that, we will end it. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the show. <laughs> All right, let's check out uh, the last uh, five or so minutes of Griffin, aka Constant Shapes, set at Patchworks.
want to thank Griffin for letting me share that uh, little bit of his his set from Patchworks. And before we get into Ann Annie's set, let's check out a demo. Hello, gang. I've learned a little bit more about the stereo dipole filter, so let's get into it. Steady State Fate has made this beautiful uh, filter with two inputs, and each one of those inputs has two outputs, and then there's an AB output. So ultimately, you can get five different outputs, and uh, and then yeah, the the craziness ensues from there. But let's just let's just check out this overview from the dipole cheat sheet really quick. So what we got here is uh, two individual dual peak multimode VCS with dedicated controls for cutoff, resonance, and spread. And the spread is uh, sets a secondary peak cutoff frequency offset. So that's where the dipole. Uh, the dipole aspect comes into play. So in your input A, so you have uh, your two outputs. You have uh, A, a standard 12 dB per octave output with selectable high pass, band pass, low pass, and that is called pole. And then uh, you have a dual peak output with a selectable high pass, band pass, um, and low pass called dipole. Um, dipole outputs are the result of any combination of filter topo topology selected with the high pass, band pass, low pass switch above the outputs. Additionally, the two filters may be routed in serial or parallel, providing steeper filter slopes. Did I say serial? I meant series, series or parallel. Come on, Tim, get with the program. Um, so let's take a listen to what that means exactly, because that's kind of a lot of information to take in. Here we go, we have the telharmonic from Make Noise going into input A, and this is pole A. And then uh, here comes pole B, or dipole A, excuse me. So right now there's not much going on. Let me manually mess with the frequency really quick. So right now this there's this spread um, knob that um, basically spreads out the peaks between the pole A and dipole A. So right now I have that all the way down, so they're kind of acting together. Now watch when I turn up the spread. So it's pretty fun to do manually, but let's turn this all the way back down and let's bring uh, a maths slope into the, uh, the CV input for this spread. So right now I've got pole A in band pass mode and dipole A in high pass mode. Let's uh, let's put them both in high pass real quick. And I'll bring uh, dipole A to the low pass setting. And then I'll bring pole A also to the low pass setting. So you can hear already there's a lot of variation you can get with this. Back to bandpass mode for pole A, dipole A is low pass. Let's swap those and go to bandpass for dipole A and low pass for pole A. And right now they're in parallel, but let's put them in series really quick. So there's series and then parallel. So right now, that's just those were just all the different modes and all we're using is the spread cv input but let's use the fm uh input now there's an attenuator attenuverter so i'm just gonna attenuvert us uh an envelope from contour really quick 
and then I'm using uh, just a standard sine wave LFO from Dope for going into the resonance. So let's bring this resonance attenuator up. Um, each side has a drive knob. So I really like that aspect. So cool. There we go. We have uh, that was a, the A side. Now let's check out the B side. I've got a just a drone coming from the angle grinder. So and then we're going to run it through some delay. So I've got dipole B going into the uh, disting tape delay. And then I've got uh, just the pole B going into straight into the, the mixer. And I'm using um, another maths uh, channel to mess with the resonance here. And then uh, some random sequence from the Turing machine to control the spread. Let's check out the drive on the B side. So right now I've got the dipole B in high pass and then the pole B in band pass. Let's go with both of them up to high pass. Check out that drive. Okay, so now I've got the dipole B in low pass, the pole B in a high pass. Let's bring in the A, uh, a signals now. And then there's a stereo section in the middle to where I can put some more CV control in to kind of mess with uh, with both of the inputs at the same time. So this gets pretty crazy. I'm uh, using an Anna from Mystic Circuits to mix up uh, a signal from Maths and from Contour. So let's bring that into the uh, stereo FM CV. And then another just standard LFO into the stereo resonance. And then I've got the dipole AB output that I can fade in here. And then for one last piece of CV to add in here, we'll take the volts expander from the Turing machine and put it into the stereo volt proactive. I'm going to manually bring the stereo frequency down a little bit and the stereo resonance up. Yeah, so there you have it. That's uh, some pretty crazy sounds coming out of this thing. Um, so I hope this helps you understand what the uh, the pole A, dipole A, pole B, dipole B, uh, kind of what that whole setup is with the, the dual peaks and everything. I still don't feel like I'm totally comfortable explaining it but that's that's part of this journey we're going on so hopefully uh hopefully by next week i'll be able to speak a little bit more confidently about everything that's going on go to steadystatefate.com to learn more about the stereo dipole filter and their other amazing modules 
Okay, let's check out the last uh, five or six minutes of Ann Annie's set from uh, his show at Patchworks last weekend.
Well, that was really fun. I want to thank Griffin and Eli once more for giving me some of their time before their performance. And thank you, Patchworks, for setting that whole thing up and letting me record in the back room. And extra special thanks to Ray and Hannah for setting up the room and everything. And be on the lookout for some video from uh, this chat with us. Um, Don't forget to check out the Pittsburgh Modular Microvolt 3900, the stereo dipole filter from SSF. Uh, Go check out Recovery's new oscillator and uh, sign up for Waveform Magazine. And I think that's all I got for you. Until next week.